Welcome to Search Talk Live with search engine optimization and marketing experts, Robert O'Haver and Matt Weber. Brought to you by Pixel Cut Labs. All right, welcome back to another episode of Search Talk Live. I'm your host, Robert O'Haver, along with Matt Weber, the co-founder of Roar Internet Marketing in Orlando, Florida. Matt, how are you? I'm doing great, Robert. How are you today? It's a beautiful day here outside of Orlando. It is a beautiful day. So today we're going to be talking more about content marketing. One thing that you can do at a lower cost than you know paid advertising is, is to get that organic traffic, honing in on things in the slower times like this. Uh, so really uh, coming up with good content and bringing that lower cost in traffic to your site is key. Would you say, Matt? Definitely. Yeah. People are looking for reach. You know, in tough times like this, every Every part of marketing gets reevaluated, and I think it's great because now yeah. people are looking at absolutely everything, and organic search is one of those things that's being reexamined. Absolutely. Today, our guest is Fernando Angulo. How are you doing, Fernando? Oh, great. Today's a beautiful here in Prague. Sunny day. Oh, yeah. So, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell uh, our guest a little bit about yourself? Oh, sure, definitely. Um, well, my name is Fernando Angulo. As you mentioned, I'm head of communications at SEMrush. I've been working for uh, SEMrush uh, already nine years. It's going to be next month. And, of course, I was uh, into digital marketing world more than 10 years. I was working for different companies. Actually, I have my own personal project as well, growing uh, with uh, SEO, with paid advertising, with uh, social media. And I entered um, this this team in 2000. 11 is going to be, yep, working not for SEMrush exactly, but for another project that we have that is called SEO Quake, which is a mm-hmm. toolbar that is giving you several metrics around uh, your website, different websites, um, about the, the links, about the uh, keyword stuffing, about the keyword density, and so many so many other metrics. And but from help? there, yeah. Does that tie into SEMrush's tool? Or? Oh, yes, definitely. Right right now, it's fully integrated. If you have a SEMrush account, or you don't have it, but if you have it better, you will have, for example, different scorings, different metrics to see how good is that side, and of course, your competitors, how good they are in your own um, industry. So right now, they're really integrated. Back then, we have we had around 2 million downloads on um, Mozilla. Uh, right now, between Mozilla, uh, Chrome, and other browsers, we have more than 40 million downloads. So it's a lot of visibility, it's a lot of brand awareness. So from there, I was working for um, SEMrush in customer success, in sales, then in marketing, doing every single job that you can do in a, in a marketing team. As far as being an evangelist for organic, uh, you are probably one of the most traveled speakers we've ever had on the show. Before the virus, you traveled quite a bit, correct? Oh, yes, that's right. Before this situation, I was doing basically uh, three, four countries per week. Uh, my personal record was doing three conferences the same day in two different countries. So, yeah, it was was quite a lot. Right now, I've learned to live um, in one single place. But again, I'm doing a lot of online. Everything is online right now. And it's kind of more comfortable for me. I, I really get uh, used to uh, just having calls, not going uh, to the airport. Uh, but still, I miss the airports. Right now, it's going to be 
kind of more difficult to go through security, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's dive into it. I wanted to go a little bit back to, you know, the, the birth of content on websites um, and how it's really kind of, you know, improved over time. I mean, you know, as well as I do, you've been around long enough that, you know, content used to be just spam central. Um, people were just, they could throw a paragraph of the same keyword a million times and, and rank for it. <laughs> Remember those days? Right. Those were the days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but content, I mean, blogs came along in, in, in a way that it was, it was really meant for people, but it was also meant for, uh, to get the searches to come to your site more often. Instead of having that static content that really never changed, you were able to have a blog where you could add stories and create interest and rank those stories so that not only the search engines hit it, but you know, you get actually people that want to read those stories. So, um, and that's really how it's kind of progressed through these, like, so it's more about the person than it is the search engine like it was back in the day. Oh, yeah. So the beginning, well, it was basically um, like an open diary. You could uh, write about what was happening to you as you did with a piece of paper. Um, basically, you build your website, no matter if the interface was awful or if you have only a couple of pages there uh, or if it was not a um, personal domain, you, you, you can be using uh, public, um, different pub, public domains of there inside of other domains. So you were using subdomains for, for that or folders, whatever. So nobody was thinking about the technical part of blogging at the beginning, just about the content. So what is the story that you want to tell, the, your story? But as you mentioned, time has passed, and right now it became really uh, technical. If you are not working the um, the technical part of your website, your your visibility is going to be uh, lower than it could be. If your site is not really fast, your visibility is going to be affected. Your rankings are going to be affect are going to be affected. If you have too much code, too, too much HTML code, and you don't have much content out there. Also, your ranks are going to be affected. So everything went very technical, but still, it's about content. It's about yeah. solving people's problems. It's about answering people's questions. Actually, mm -hmm. I, I believe you remember a couple of years ago, people from Google were telling that search engines are changed from search engines to answer engines, right? So yeah. basically, people are searching for Answers to their question about how to do something, how to create something, and how to buy some whatever. R right now, I believe last year, Larry Page was saying that search engines are changing a lot, and we're thinking to change that the answer engine into a um, uh, getting things done engine. So the search engines are going to be reminding you what you need to do, what you need to buy. So there's going to be a more uh, interactive web out there. Yeah, and how do you, in your eyes, how do you foresee that? Well, I mean, as basically, far as what do you think is going to happen? Yes, basically, the most inter interesting results for for me uh, the last uh, two or three years are these uh, little fellows called uh, featured snippets and all the other search features. But the featured snippets are really, are really, are really good uh, because they are enabling the power of voice assistant. So mm -hmm. if you are working with any kind of technology related to re voice recognition, you will see that, okay, this technology is working really well. But in order to make an AI uh, work uh, well, you need to have tons, tons of data. 
And Google, companies like Google, of course, we have Apple out there, we have Facebook, they have that data and they can, they can provide a really strong source for empowering that AI. Uh, so for, for doing that, we, we uh, um, research how Google right now is um, supporting their own audio, their voice, their voice devices. And we saw that the main source for a voice search result are these guys, the, the feature snippets. So basically it's around 86% of the, uh, of the answers that we got from a voice search query. So let's say I want to buy, uh, Chinese food or uh, call my, um, doctor, golden doctor next to me, whatever the, 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 the search query is, the voice query is, uh, Google is finding, Google is giving those results from feature snippets. So from there, Enabling the power of answering uh, your um, your your uh, search queries to activate in them uh, the um, the distance is not so far if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that you think Google is architecting the search engine results in a way that will help them get deeper into the voice search business through their own appliance? Oh yes, I believe that's the the, the ultimate goal to have a um, really powerful assistant that can help you think about other things that are more important than than doing your uh, normal uh, work activities. So if you are, I don't know, um, a doctor, an engineer, or a lawyer, whatever that you can uh, you can do manually, if Google or any other AI can do that for you, can remind you when you need to do or how you need to implement it, how you need to improve that process, uh, they're going to do that for, for us, of course. And how are we going to be enabling it? Right now, we are feeding um, these AIs with all the data, with all the knowledge that we have. Actually, I was amazed about one of the latest research that Google has, has launched that it was based on how people are actually uh, uh, acting during this quarantine period. And they, they were uh, just launching, they were publishing information about every single country, about the location of every single people, of course, with no names, no no uh, all anonymous uh, data, but saying, okay, there is 10% of people who are going to their jobs, uh, 25% of people who are going to parks, and 65% of people, they are staying home. So they have all the information already from all the people who owns any mobile device, any GPS. And basically, if you have a mobile device and you have your Google Maps or you have any other Google products, you already are part of their um, data source. So you are provided already all this information. And where are you based right now? It doesn't matter. The only thing is that if you are using any Google product, you are already feeding their database. That's super interesting because you think at the end of the day, this is all they're telling us SEOs what to do that will ultimately help them sell more, more Google homes. Well, that's my uh, my my personal opinion. Uh, but I believe as well that when um, people from Google are, are talking, they're basically not talking not, not talking to SEOs. Right. They're talking to um, to different uh, a different public. Sometimes it's very hard to understand what they're saying from an SEO perspective because we want to know more, right? We want to know the ranking factor. We, we know we want to know what the what we need to do. And they're trying to hide a lot of things from us to not tell the whole thing that because it's a secret because it needs to be kind of complicated for 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 everyone. But I believe that they really want us to give us all the information. They are they're having all the information and at some point they're just going to be they're, they're just going to be predicting what a user wants 
from their uh, story. Mm, wow. One I wonder what implications that have as far as like oh. uh, does it will it give you know other websites once it's found locked in on that particular site that everybody favors, you know, what opportunities do the other sites that come along with more better content, you know? Well, if we see the the latest uh, Google updates of their algorithm, um, more than 90% of them are related to the quality of the content. So mm-hmm. we, we see even even the latest, uh, latest core update in 6th of May, uh, it's so that data was also related to uh, the quality of the content. So if you have content that is um, answering people, people's uh, needs, uh, people's questions, if you have um, good sources for that and you're linking those sources, so you have to, you need to have uh, really good uh, external citations there, you will be doing good. But mm-hmm. also you need to share, you need to share there uh, some additional information, uh, information based on a, a search, uh, on a research. So you need to give your uh, sources. So that's basically a good thing if you are in the, uh, for example, health industry, news industry. Uh, but I don't see how that's, I don't know, efficient if you are in the travel industry or in right. the hospitality industry because it's there, right? You have your own location. But for for most of the cases, for the situation that we're living today, if you are in the health industry, you need to be a 100, 100% trustful resource. So the content that you are providing needs to be really trustworthy, needs to be original, and of course, needs all the research that you have there if you are telling that, okay, the next vaccine for the COVID-19 is this, you need to support that with something really big, right? Right. So... All these changes are basically in made for uh, quantum, uh, the quality of the content. How would you, what advice would you give to someone who has a service that's kind of a commodity, a plumber, an air conditioning repair company, or a pest control company, where the consumer just needs it and they need it now, and they're really not looking for any depth of content? How does that type of business provide the type of content that you now say the algorithm is even favoring more heavily? Well, basically for a, for, for a plumber, or let's uh, let's say any other related uh, profession that they uh, were not really into digital right now because they are the classical uh, classical services that you can find in any store. Um, all that stuff has changed with this situation. I believe all the digital transformation that it should come the next five to ten years. Uh, that's uh, something that is happening now. All those people, they need to think about uh, the um, the main questions that users are entering in a search bar. For example, if you need a, a plumber, uh, what would be the, the questions that uh, people are are uh, entering to, in, into into Google, for example, to um, try to acquire those services? Around that, I believe that we can find more than thousand or maybe ten thousand search queries. Uh, from there, uh, let me check. Oh, yes, I have around 800 questions, different questions that people can ask um, about that. For example, how to how to hire a, a plumber, where to find a plumber, uh, what is the price of uh, plumber services, whatever of those, those questions are really good if you are building uh, content for your own website. But I will definitely recommend to use three key questions. So first of all, uh, to understand how trustful you are, you need to uh, reply to the question that is that, that started with the, the, the question word, uh, what is? And what is the name of their service? 
the name of the product that you are providing. Of course, what is your plumber, plumber service? And you need to have that in a paragraph explaining what is your, the service that you are providing. What is, I don't know, uh, Fred's plumber, um, office, Fred plumber services. What is that? Answer that question. The second one is how to, how to use those services or those products that you are providing, uh, how to call or how to close a deal with these guys, whatever how to that you have, you need to have that, uh, that content already in your website. And the last question, which is a really good one that you need to have if you're a plumber, of course, is where is. And with that question, answering that question, you, of course, if you have already your map in your web page, it's good. But if you are just um, cr uh, creating content, basically using the, uh, the in the title, where is uh, Fred's uh, plumber office, you can uh, have also a feature snippet. With all of these three questions, uh, what is, how to, and where is, you can have a feature snippet for your own brand name, for, for your own services or for your own product. So I will definitely suggest to start with those three questions. Fantastic. Good advice. So what's I mean, your... what if it's more like, you know, your local citation type of thing, it would be important to have that kind of stuff in your content. As far as, you know, plumber near me, I know that's all locational based search queries, but uh, I, I would, I'd like to add to say that, you know, having that local citation in those type of content as well is important. Oh, yeah, definitely. If uh, you are mentioning your name, you need to mention your address, your phone number. That's, uh, that's what you need to have. It's, it's, it's the nav, right? Number yeah. and address and phone. If you're yeah. in Google My Business, that's the, uh, that's the foundation of being uh, with the local citation. Yeah. As you travel and you meet local, small and medium-sized businesses, is it your sense that most businesses make the mistake of looking at their own website in a vacuum and they just look at themselves without looking at the competition that they have to get past and get beyond on a Google search engine results page? That's something that happened all the time. It happens all, all, all the time. And I was um, I was sure that traveling from one country to, to another, uh, I was sure that I need to ask uh, this, same, this same question. And I was asking basically in uh, most of the countries, the, the last one that I remember was in, in the Netherlands, in, in Amsterdam, uh, for a small group of people, business owners. I was asking uh, them if they have uh, acquired, um, if they have tested the services of their own e-commerce uh, business. Um, the result was kind of impressive because uh, only two or three hands uh, went up and the rest, it was like 100 uh, people in, in the room. The rest, they didn't even try to acquire something from their own stores. So what we're talking about, you are selling something, but you know, you don't know the pains of the user. You need to check first, then provide the service. If you are think, thinking only about the selling, about closing the deal, that's not a good sign that uh, the, the things uh, are going to be good in the next couple of years for, for you. Because it's about the user, it's about the experience, and it's about the service. And yes, basically, it's a common situation in every single single country. Even most of the most of the business owners, they are not trying their own services. They don't know how uh, good uh, their uh, experience, their user experience is, um, and that's something that obviously needs to change. So, if you were creating a plan for a typical business who's right now, let's say, average position eight or for their really important keyword non-branded and they want to go give us just a simple three or four step plan that you would offer them here are the four things 
things you want to do in priority to get up higher on that Google search engine results page? Well, there is uh, a strategy that I, live, uh, I really uh, love to use. Um, when you are creating a piece of content, you need to, you need to think about that as um separate project so you are creating uh, a blog post let's say right uh, the reason that you're creating this blog post is to run it's not because you need to do this just for the sake of creating content you are creating something because you want to rank and you rank to rank higher uh, to uh, first thing is okay you think about the keywords or the long tail keyword that you're going are you going to be using there because when you are posting something when you're creating a piece of content you're not going for just one keyword right you are going for uh, the more keywords the, the better in some cases i saw one post with uh, 10,000 keywords as as result they're really amazing so the more the more positioning that you can have from one single post the better for doing that you need to do your keyword research uh, understand what are the questions that can be included there uh, for getting of course feature snippets uh, from there once you created the piece of content you need to be able to support it with different other strategies so the second uh, the second part here will be <clears throat> you have an email uh, list send that post to your email list uh, ask your audience to do something in that post comment share whatever the action you want to do the second <clears throat> in, in this uh, very second um, step, you need to use several strategies. First, email blasting, right? Second, can be uh, create a podcast on that, create a video on YouTube about that. That is uh, linked to that to that post. You are um, working uh, with infographics on Pinterest, for example. Also, publish that and uh, put a link to that to your to that piece of, of content. So, the more resources you can. Uh, interconnect with your piece of content, the better for creating a half of um, feature feature snippets. I believe this is uh, the the main goal for a piece of uh, content that you are publishing because from there you can see the quality of the content that you are writing and you can have several several other results. First first of all, brand awareness, uh, visibility, rankings, and at the end you will have new uh, new users going to your your web page. So one piece of content is not uh, one hour, it's not three hours of work. Uh, for us, for example, in SEMrush, one piece of content is <coughs> around two weeks. First week of research, putting their data, asking uh, influencers to quote about that related topic, uh, creating designs, uh, putting out, out there a webinar, creating a video to support that, doing Facebook ads to promote, uh, promoting that in, in Google ads. So it's an entire project in order to go for uh, your main keywords. Oh, that's pretty insightful. That is really insightful. So the takeaway there is, you know, for, for companies that struggle to come up with ideas for content, take the ideas that you have and repurpose it and put that content in multiple places to get the maximum amount of value out of it. Yeah, the more support that you have from your your channels, uh, <clears throat> the better result you you will uh, achieve. Absolutely, and I would also recommend like adding you know schema markup. It, has, it goes a long ways in helping you rank for those features. Oh yes, if you are using schema markups, that's uh, 
sign that first you are using uh, <clears throat> kind of more technology because you need to uh, you need to use uh, code uh, there to, to put uh, that and of course you are giving uh, Google just a sign that you are the best result out there for that because you have selected that uh, that 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 schema markup for that result whatever it was is the side links or is the the map or is the, the phone whatever it is is really good to have absolutely hey I want to Stir the pot a little bit, Robert and Fernando, because we've had a couple folks on the show with different opinions. We've had a couple folks say, listen, don't go for those featured snippets on your most important keywords because they're not going to get to your website. And now you're not going to get any other organic listing on that page if you get the featured snippet. And then there are other people that say, no, you should go for them because at the very least you get brand exposure. If, if your keyword is so important to your business, it's the number one keyword that you got to win. Do you really want to waste it on something that's not going to generate a click to your website? Robert, what are your thoughts? Um, I have to say it depends on the business. If it's uh, an e-commerce site or a legal service or plumber um, I would say I would rather have the organic list and, the, you know, obviously the local three pack. But, uh, you know, if it's if it's a blog post, more informational type stuff. Absolutely. What's your thought, Fernando? Well, that's actually a, a, a good point. And I'm um, really agree uh, with the depends. It depends on the type of, of business. But I will say uh, also that if you are working for uh corporations for big brands uh, and you're not any more interested in traffic if your main goal is not traffic so yes go for feature snippet because you want to build uh, brand awareness you want to build trust you want to support um, your high uh, results not because of the traffic but because of your exposure but if you are starting and you are uh, using your transactional keywords for that you need to be smart of course you need to have that click so it depends on the strategy that you want to achieve for banks, electrical companies, insurance company, I definitely recommend to use uh, feature snippets. For yeah. e-commerces that they uh, they are promoting <clears throat> thousand products, I don't, I will not recommend to use uh, feature snippet for each uh, product. But for entire for the model of business, yes. But for their products, not 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 of course. Correct. So we both agree on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you look when you look at Google Suggest, Robert and Fernando, here's a theory for you. Are we going to see long tail keywords go away? Because when you look at Google Suggest, they're now kind of telling what's the next best keyword for you to focus on. And users are clicking on these Google Suggests, so they're not authoring or creating their own queries anymore. They're just responding or reacting to what Google suggests. Have we seen the end of the long tail keyword because of that? Mm, I think a certain percentage of it, maybe, but I wouldn't say it would completely go away. What's your thought, yeah, Fernando? I need, I, I need to agree uh, with that because... It's, it's, it's very, uh, for me, it's just common common sense that when you are using the Google, um, uh, what is that? Autocomplete? No, Google suggests. Well, it's the autocomplete, right? It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You, yes. are, you are. Yes. yes. You, I'm using that only for playing or for creating games uh, for uh, for parties. But when I want to uh, use for something specific, specific, uh, the Google uh, autocomplete is not helping me that a lot because the long key, the long tail keyword is way more complicated. But yeah. it will good to see what is the first, uh, how, how many words they are, are in, in that sentence for the autocomplete. To check that, basically, it's really easy. But I'm, I'm not sure that, I'm not that so sure that that is something helpful for, uh, um, for a business, for example. Yeah, and I've always found, too, is as you're typing out that long tail, 
you're almost to the end by the time it actually gets it right. So you're, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but look how much it's changed, though. Remember back in the day when you would start typing and all of the Google Suggest would be the same words that you typed, right? They would all have the same first words. But now you look at Google Suggest and it's going to suggest queries that may or may not start with the same words that you typed. It's getting smarter. Yeah, yeah. Fernando, what do you think is the most most overlooked ranking signal by the average SEO, the one that has the impact that people don't spend proportionally the right amount of time on to get their content to rank. Matt, well, why don't we hold, hold that question real quick? So we got to take a break through the messages. We're going to have what's called Who Influences the Influencer after these messages. Hey, Brennan here, founder of the U.S. Search Award-winning SEO agency, Pixel Cut Labs. We're launching a new video series and we're inviting the Search Talk Live family to get involved. So here's the deal. I'm opening up a group of one-on-one -on -one consulting sessions to fix your SEO roadblocks. If you're okay with us publishing a recording of the call on our website to promote our expertise, the consulting session is on me. If you're facing a crawl issue, struggling with creating effective content, or just need some help identifying the right keywords to target, go ahead and take the next two minutes. Visit bit.ly slash SEO call. There's no spaces, no capitals, no hyphens. bit.ly slash SEO call and tell me what you need help with. If I think I can help, I'll send over a few times for our consulting call, and you can choose what works for you. So again, the link is bit.ly slash SEO call, no spaces, no hyphens, all lowercase, and it will take about two minutes to fill out. I'll bring everything to the table to help you break through the barriers you're facing, as long as we can use the recording of our call to promote our knowledge. Looking forward to hearing from you. Directive is an industry-leading search marketing agency fully focused on helping B2B marketing teams increase their results. If you're looking to increase your marketing qualified leads and decrease your cost per acquisition for search engines, I'd highly recommend you take a look at their site. We actually had their CEO, Garrett Marguth, on the show, and I can honestly say these guys are doing some great stuff. I hear that they even have their own analytics system that lets you correlate your SEO PPC or content efforts directly to revenue. If you're a B2B company and thinking about switching agencies or if you're in-house and need help, I'd give Directive a look. Visit directiveconsulting.com or call 949-214-4024. Again, that's 949-214-4024. Again, that's directive at directiveconsulting.com. Your website analytics data probably feels like this, but it could feel like this. Making sense of all the website data available to you hasn't been easy until now. Smilelytics transforms your website analytics data into easy-to-understand memorable photographs. You pick your own photo theme. Smilelytics. S-M-Y-L-E-Lytics. Like analytics. Only happier. And it's free at smilelytics.com. Want to know how your website is doing? Get the big picture with pictures. It's the easiest and most enjoyable way to understand your website data. No charts, no graphs, no cost. Sign up today. Smilelytics. S-M-Y-L-E-Lytics. Like analytics. Only happier at smilelytics.com. Get your questions in on Twitter. Type hashtag search talk live and your question. Now back to the show. 
All right, Fernando, it's time for Who Influences the Influencer. We want to know who influences you, uh, online, offline, whoever, wherever it may be, but uh, it keeps you kind of up-to-date in the industry, besides the wonderful tool that you use. <laughs> oh, yes, we have t- tons, tons of data, our own research. Actually, uh, inside of the company, uh, the CEO of the company is actually uh, not a very well-known uh, specialist or influencer. Uh, his name uh, is uh, Oleg uh, Shogolev. Um, <clears throat> basically, the ideas of this um, of this guy are really impressive. It's all about the audience. It's all about what they want. We need to build it. We need to be so flexible uh, to create the service that they're gonna it's gonna be solving their problems. And we have so many focus group. We have so many uh, people <clears throat> helping us with the with the products. And you know, with an army of around. 300 developers working daily on <clears throat> innovations, experiments, uh, you can have a lot, lot of uh, wins, right? Of quick wins. And of course, you can have mistakes as well. So um, one of the w- one of the person from my company, of course, is the, is the owner of the company. Uh, he was inviting me, I believe that was nine years ago, my first month in the company, to read uh, one book. He was recommending me uh, one book that I, I, I think I read that uh, 11 times already. And I meet the author uh, last year is uh, Getting Things Done by uh, David Allen. I went to his workshops as well. Um, <clears throat> I was sure that the things that he is um, actually recommending, his uh, um, the configuration, the setup for your daily task, how you can organize uh, your uh, personal and professional life, just writing in a piece of paper uh, your thoughts, uh, and creating the next step to each of, uh, to each idea. So an idea with, without the next step uh, is you, is useless. You need to have every single time that you have an idea a next step uh, uh, for getting things things done. So I will take these two uh, these two people, these two uh, experts uh, in my in my list. Very good. Well, that's that's great. And you know when we were talking before the show, I was wondering. How you keep so organized and get so many so much done with your immense travel schedule? So now you've given us the secret. Give us the title of that book one more time. Yes, it's uh, GTD by David Allen. GTD means uh, getting things done. Getting things done. Oh yes, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's so easy to to do. But again, it's so easy to do that you can think, oh my god, this is too easy. Fernando, what do you think is the the one ranking signal that is most overlooked by SEOs, the one that has the most impact, but proportionally they don't spend the most amount of time with? Well, I will say something that is not uh, very new, but it's something that I will definitely add out there uh, that it needs to be uh, overlooked by SEOs. That is uh, the HTTPS, uh, all the SSL, SSL certificates that need to be in place. Why, why is that? Not because it's a really ranking factor, at least Google is, they're not uh, t- telling that. Um, we had several research based on the correlations uh, between HTTPS and the, and the ranking. Uh, we saw some results. Of course, correlation is not causation, but we saw that basically if you have your website and it's not HTTPS and you want to have some acquisitions to sell something from there, people are just not going to do it and they're going to be losing your trust. And that obviously affects uh, user behavior and obviously affects your uh, your final results. So uh, having HTTPS and not problems and not any problems with mixed content, so not a single URL inside your website, 
with HTTPS will be really, really great for your rankings. Starting from um, correlation perspective be between trust and user behavior and any on security, of course, which is the main the main uh, part of this. Yeah, I'd say anytime you're taking down someone's personal information, you should have it secured. Or even if it's just uh, you know name, address, phone number, it's uh, it's important. Agree. You know. Let's let's talk about that user centric signals that Google now seems to be emphasizing, particularly with the new core web vitals. Fernando, do you think now with Google spending so much time talking about the user experience and user centric signals, are things like backlinks going to be devalued because what's happening on the page and the user satisfaction is becoming valued to a greater degree? Well, I believe that's something that is not going to change in the nearest future. Uh, because they're just, <clears throat> they're just don't have anything else to change that. Uh, that's one of the major signals just to uh, see if your uh, site is uh, really authoritative, if your site is uh, really good, because other people's other websites are mentioning your site. So backlinks, I don't think that uh, Google is going to read off of them in the nearest future. I was checking how, for example, other search engines like Yandex or uh, Bing were working with um, their own backlink integration. So at some point in 2013, I, b- I believe, uh, Yandex, they were uh, getting rid of, of their backlink system because it was really a mess. All all the system was spammy backlink. Uh, but they returned to that three years ago because there are not other signals. The backlinks are a major, major signal. It was a mess without backlinks. It was a less uh, mess uh, with uh, backlinks back. Mm. I'd have to agree okay, with him so you on that. I think that, that uh, you know, backlinks, I think, will always have an important place simply because, you know, obviously Larry Page came up with the idea and <laughs> it, it's been the best so far, but who knows? Yeah, they seem to be doing a lot more, though, with was the user satisfied? with this piece of content and trying to measure what the user's response was when they got there. And that seems to be placing a, a heavier role in, in ranking now. What happens to the user when they get to the content? Yeah. yeah Fernando, that's... what's the most interesting research that SEMrush has done so far this year that surprised you, that the outcome surprised you? Oh, we have uh, the latest one that we did uh, actually uh, one month ago that it was based on uh, Google um, manual actions uh, when Google is going to a website and is penalizing it for doing bad um, SEO, black SEO stuff. Um, and we found we were researching around 1,000 websites that have, has been penalized with a manual action. And we found out s- several similar stuff on them. First of all, of course, are links that were um, uh, there from no, non-natural sources. Uh, then we have similarities uh, inside of the, the pages that were promoting um, bad products, bad services, bad experiences. Um, basically, yeah, if you go to SEMrush, you, 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 you can see the Google penalties, the manual actions research uh, held by SEMrush. You will see there all the manual actions and how to fix, how to try to fix all of them. Because we found also in the comments that there are a lot of businesses that they are really afraid uh, to uh, report something to Google because they have manually taken manually, manually actions only on a few URLs. And of course, they say uh, these are the URLs that you need to improve, right? So they need to go to a site audit, a backlink audit to change the, the text. But they don't know exactly where is it or what they need to change. And they're not telling anything to Google for three years because they're afraid if they're going to be sending that, maybe they're going to find something in the whole website 
and that's going to be collapsing the, the whole domain. So there are different, different situations that a lot of websites are, 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 are suffering, like if I could say that these days. Yeah, I would, I could see why you wouldn't want to say, Hey, Google, can you look, look at this? <laughs> yeah. Very risky, right? Yeah. No kidding. Um, well, it's time for believe it or leave it. All right. Believe it or leave it. Fernando, what are the- the most popular parts of Search Talk Live, we're going to give you three statements that we found on the internet, and we're going to ask you to tell our listeners whether they should believe it or whether they should leave it. Are you ready? Perfect. Ready to go. Okay, here's number one. Google's emphasis on page speed and the new first input will kill the shared hosting business because shared hosting environments cannot deliver the speed Google requires. Believe it or leave it? Believe it. Oh, wow. You made a lot of people just take a deep breath. <laughs> Tell us why you think that. Well, actually, <clears throat> um, speed um, in terms of ranking factors is one of the main ones. Um, with the push that they were doing with the AMP project, uh, selecting a group of brilliant minds, uh, working on a, a speed uh, tool, and a speed environment that could cache all the information that they have in one of their Google service. So they're very serious into speed, right? They're yeah. they're investing so much yes. on that. How is working right now? That's another topic. Uh, the future of that is another topic. But they they were really serious with that project. No, I agree. That's why they developed that whole amp uh, for mobile thing. And yeah, don't know how that's doing right now. <laughs> um, okay, question number two. There's more need for schema markup because Google's algorithm has gotten so good at understanding content types. There's no, I'm sorry, regard that. Let me say that again. There's no more need for schema markup because Google out al- Google's algorithm has gotten so good at understanding content types. Leave it. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can go with a story about, about that. Um, sure. I remember in, in, in the Nordics, in, in Norway, um, Norwegian is a very difficult uh, language for to understand for anyone. Uh, but if we go a little bit uh, down of Norway, we have uh, Sweden and Finland and Finnish. Uh, the Finnish language is really, really complicated. You have like uh, 55, 55 characters for one single word, and that's really, really difficult to pronounce. And for Google, if you are not putting schema on those uh, languages, Google is really far away from understanding what is the meaning of that. So for those languages, for Finnish, Hungarian, or for uh, Mongolian, um, that's something that you need to use in order to make Google understand better the content and the context of the results that you want to push there. I actually was uh, talking with uh, Norwegian SEOs and the results that they have, Google has a better uh, have a better understanding of uh, about the content because of the schema markups. So you need to have it there. Imagine if that's English, it's even better. We have so many different sentences, so many uh, synonyms in English that you can use. So just make things more easier for Google. They're gonna be really happy about it. Yeah, and you sometimes uh, are reap the rewards from it <laughs> quite a bit actually. Yeah. Yeah, good answer. Great answer. Okay, Fernando, number three. This is a big, hope you're sitting down. The option to run a Google account manually will go away within one year and everything will be automated. Believe it. Wow. Wow. Tell us why you think that. I remember a couple of years ago uh, in one conference, um, I don't remember where exactly, but it was a Google 
uh, employee uh, saying that for for the uh, disavow um, choirs that they had uh, for the last eight years, they had a team uh, doing uh, checking those links manually. I can I, I cannot imagine the pain that they suffered because of the quantity of disavow files with all those links with all those spammy websites. So the thing is that they say we um, have fired. All the team right now is an artificial intelligence algorithm that is checking all the um, incoming uh, inquiries about the, about this above. So if you um, send something to Google, you can see that we you are not waiting anymore the six months or the couple of years for a reply. You will be waiting only uh, 12, uh, 24 hours to, till 36 hours for a reply. So they changed that team with the, all the spammy links. Uh, doing that for the manual actions is not a crazy thing to think, you know? Yeah. A couple people <laughs> shake their heads. Yeah, that's true. That's a different point. Yeah, well, good stuff. You made a couple people shake their heads on that one. Good stuff. Let's do our Search Talk Live tattoo. Fernando, what's your best piece of advice, your most succinct piece of advice that you would give to our listeners based on today's show? And remember, it's got to be short and tattooable. Well, advice or um, slogan or a phrase? Either one. <laughs> advice that could be could either one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have one, and I really uh, love this one. If I'm going to do a tattoo, I definitely will, will do this one. There is very uh, same rush here. Um, it goes like this. Work hard, party harder. <laughs> okay. Work hard, party harder. Yeah. That, is that the uh, the anthem at Sam Rush? Oh yes, you can see it in different rooms. And the parties, at, the parties <laughs> at Sam Rush are epic and legendary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. We're gonna need some visuals with that one, I think. Yeah. Oh, we have an Instagram full of those those pictures. Oh. All right. I now have reason to follow Sam Rush on. <laughs> yeah. Instagram. So, Fernando, I want to thank you for being on the show. It's been fantastic. Lots of great content information. Um, I think uh, there's a lot of good nuggets for our listeners. And I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much, bo both of you. It was a really good time for me. And it was uh, really useful, um, I, I, I believe. And for me, it was uh, a pleasure to be with you guys. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that's been another episode of Search Talk Live. We'll be back in a couple more weeks. Have a nice day. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Right. Search Talk Live is brought to you by Pixel Cut Labs, a 2019 U.S. Search award-winning SEO agency. Welcome to Page One. If you have a question about today's show or would like to be a sponsor, email Robert at searchtalklive.com. That's Robert at searchtalklive.com.